We are on Ksubis in the middle of Mem Ahmad Aleph 40A2 in the Arshka Gemara as we begin a new Mishnah. We will have two more classes on Daf Mem, the second to last page of this chapter, of the third chapter of Elunaros. And this, we have two more Mishnayos on this page. So for this class we will start a new Mishnah and also go through the commentary of, the, of its Gemara. And then in the next class, we will um, uh, begin the next Mishnah and also uh, discuss and learn the Gemara of that Mishnah. So says the Mishnah. Again, we're discussing these different cases of a rape or a seduction of a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. We mentioned in a previous Mishnah that there are different amounts that this person would have to pay to, in a classic case, to the girl's father. Definitely the knas, the fine that is involved. Uh, but in addition to that, there is boshes and pegam. Boshes is the humiliation, which we will discuss. And pegam is the depreciation of her value, that her value uh, is uh, depreciates. And then the last one, which will not be discussed in our Mishnah, but when it comes to a rape, there's also the tsar, which is what we've discussed in the past, the pain that is involved. So our Mishnah will really focus on the first three, and how do we uh, how do we come up with a with a value for these three things? How do we come up with a value for humiliation, for the depreciation of her value, and also for the kanas for the fine? Uh, just one other point is that uh, today, uh, in the case uh, in, the ca- in these cases of, of rape, uh, so then in addition to that, there would also be. Uh, all these, all the, all the bills for therapists and doctors and everything that's involved to try to bring her ba- life back to normal, if possible. Uh, so that would also be included in a different, in a different category of repui, of all the, all the doctors' fees. Uh, but right now we're discussing the, the three other things: the humiliation, the depreciation, and uh, the fine. So ezu boshes. How do we compensate for the humiliation? This is now in the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says hakolifi hamavayish vamisbayish. It all depends on the people that are involved. It depends. It's not one set value. Um, if it's somebody, Rashi points out that if the humiliation was done by a person, if the, the guy um, was of average stature, so then that's more severe uh, than somebody who is worthless or somebody who is important. Um, because uh, you can make an argument in either way that if it's somebody who's important, so then it's a less humiliation. Or even if they're worthless, maybe it's less humiliation than the average person. But the truth is, is that some of the later commentators point out that every case is really different. You have to know the times, how people feel in that, in that culture, in that time period. It could change from one time period to the next. We have to, but the point is, is that this is very subjective and it really depends on the parties involved and how they are impacted by it. Um, and so therefore, it could be a different price. Depending, It's all a different price depending on who is involved, both with regards to the guy and the girl who is between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. That's with regards to humiliation. Pigam, when it comes to the, her depreciation, how do we evaluate how much uh, she's worth if we're able to put uh, a, a number to that? So the classic way is, as the commission explains, is let's, let's view her, not that we're going to, but let's view her in order to, to get to some amount as if she's being sold in the marketplace, and kama haisa yafa, kama hi yafa. How much would she be worth back then, before this incident took place? 
for a person to buy her and how much would she be worth now? Not that we're actually selling her, but we're trying to evaluate her, her worth. And so what's the difference? How would we evaluate the difference between before the act and after the act? Now the Gemara will elaborate on this process because what do you mean selling her for what? What exactly are we selling her for that we're that this 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 uh, what, what took place uh, and makes a difference? So the Gemara will elaborate on this. So hold off for a few minutes. And the third the third issue is the knas the knas shava b'chol adam. That's the same for everybody. That is not subjective. The That's the same for everybody. That is the fifty shekel that we've been discussing this entire chapter. It's uh, it's fifty shekel. So now we begin the Gemara. Essentially, just a quick review of the Mishnah is that we discuss the three cases when it comes to humiliation. It depends on. It's very subjective. Depends on uh, who is and, and whom is involved. When it comes to depreciation, it, we have to figure out her value as if we were to sell her in the marketplace. Not that we're going to, but it's as if. And then the knas is 50 shekel. Asks the Gemara. The Torah tells us that it's 50 shekel. That's how much you have to pay. The Torah told us 50 shekel. Maybe, why can't we say that it means 50 shekel for everything? Who said that there's all these different divisions of how much he would have to pay for different uh, aspects of the humiliation and the lowering of her value. Maybe it's one set amount, one set price of 50 shekel. That's what the Torah told us. Maybe that's the amount. So answers the Gemara, moving on to 48.3. Amar Abzera, Yomru Baal Bas Malachim Chamishim, Baal Bas Adyotos Chamishim. The Gemara says, you're going to tell me it's 50 shekel for, for all girls between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half? There's no difference whether she's the daughter of a king or daughter of a commoner. Obviously, there's a difference. It makes a big difference. We have to know who she is. Uh, what, what situation are we dealing with here? Uh, just it, It's logical to say that there's a difference between the two. There's a difference between the, the humiliation involved. Um, everything's different about it. So the Gemara answers back, well, is that really true? We have other cases of a knas, of a fine, where it's a set amount regardless of who's involved. Amalei Abayi says, Yachi We know... That when it comes to a slave, when it comes to a slave, uh, if an ox gores and kills a slave, an ox who is uh, who is known to, to, to gore, so then uh, you pay. You have to pay for the slave that's killed. And you pay 30 shekel. It's a set amount, no matter what type of slave it is. Yomru, Eben Nokim Margolio Shoshim, Eben Osa Macha Shoshim. We don't say in that case that, well, there's a slave who cuts gems, a very skilled slave, versus a slave who just does needlework, very simple work. We don't say there's a difference between the two. We have a set amount, 30 shekel. You pay 30 shekel for that slave. If that slave dies uh, by injury from from an ox, from an ox that is referred to as an ox, which is muad, known to gore. Um, so apparently we see that there is a uniform penalty. There is one standard, even though there are different types of slaves. So, so then maybe we should say the same thing here. Why don't we say the same thing here? That uh, there's one set amount, 50 shekel for any girl, anything that happens to any girl, regardless of whether she's the daughter of kings or whether she's the daughter of a commoner, it shouldn't make a difference. El Amr of Zerubazir says this is the logical argument. Yomru Baal Shlema Chamishim Baal Peguma Chamishim says, Rabzir says as follows, and there's different ways to read this line, uh, but essentially what happens if we have a case uh, where there's a girl 
who is raped or seduced between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, but she has a history of having sexual relations. So let's say she, she can't be, she, only, we only apply this fine if she's a virgin. She's a basula. So it must be a case where um, she had uh, anal sexual relations, um, and so therefore she's still viewed as a virgin. Well, if she engaged in sexual relations in the past, so then if it, now we come to a case where somebody has sexual relations with her between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, that's a big difference. You're going to tell me it's the same price? She's still a virgin, yes, but she already had sexual relations, uh, anal sexual relations, so that should make a difference. And you're not going to tell me that it should be the same amount, 50 shekel for both. That's the argument that Rabzira makes. A bias is back. Why not? Let's, let's return back to that Eved, to the case of a slave who was injured and killed by this ox. We don't say that there's a difference between whether the slave was healthy or not healthy or sick. doesn't make a difference. Whether the, the slave was healthy or not healthy, the history of the slave makes no difference. In the end of the day, when we have a fine, 30 shekel, one uh, uniform penalty for all. So then we should say the same thing when it comes to the 50 shekel. Why, again, the question is, why do we have a category of humiliation, a category for the lowering of our value, depreciation? Maybe it's just the Torah told us 50 shekel. So now now the answer to the Gemara is as follows. El Amr we'll see, we'll, we'll have two different uh, two different answers, the proofs that the, that it's 50 shekel, and then above and beyond that, there's other payments. Because Abaye says, Amr Kra, Tachas The 50 shekel that he gives is Tachas Asher is in place of the affliction that he causes her. That means that it's for the affliction. For the affliction, 50 shekel. What about the humiliation? What about the depreciation? That's something else. That's separate. The 50 shekel is only for the affliction that he caused. So that's what you pay 50 shekel for. Everything else is added on above and beyond that. Alternatively, Rava Amar, Rava says, the Pasuk, the verse says, Amar Kra, that the um, the man would have to give to the father of this girl 50 shekel, but for shochevima, for having sexual relations with her. The 50 shekel, according to Rava, is payment for the pleasure of having sexual relations with her. He has to pay for that pleasure. Uh, he has to pay for that pleasure. That's 50 shekel. Above and beyond that, there's much more that was caused. There's horrific things that were caused. So beyond that, there's the humiliation and the depreciation. All of that is above and beyond, which is important. Abai says that the 50 shekel is because of the affliction. Rava says it's because of the pleasure of the sexual relations. That's the 50 shekel. Above and beyond that is everything else. Okay. Um, that's the end of that part of the Gemara. The, the Gemara now... Uh, continues and says, okay, the 50 shekel is something else. It's separate. It's a fine. That, the Torah tells us, goes to her father. But the Lidida, why don't we say that with regards to the amount for the humiliation and the depreciation, that should go to her. Where do we get the idea that it goes to her father? The Torah only told us that the fine goes to her father. But what about the humiliation and the depreciation? Why does that also go to her father? It should go to her. So now the Gemara goes through, and we'll have this also in the future, in uh, coming up in, the, in, in, in Ksubis, very important topics of what jurisdiction does the father have over his daughter, who is between the ages of, let's say she was born in 12, or let's say to 12 and a half, 
the, from a Torah, the Torah tells us that the father has certain jurisdiction, certain certain rights uh, over for with regards to with regards to his daughter, who's let's say uh, a katana, a minor, or a nara between the ages of twelve and twelve and a half. One of them is that he receives the knas, the fine in this situation. The Gemara wants to know how do we know also the humiliation and depreciation. So to to answer this, the Gemara will discuss other cases where the father has certain jurisdiction over his daughter. And could we apply from those cases to this case of humiliation and depreciation? So the Gemara says, moving on to 40b2 in the Archway Gemara, Amar Kra, Binurea base Avia. Kol Shevach Nurea Avia. That when it comes uh, to whether or not, if she, let's say she makes a, a vow, if she takes upon herself a vow, an oath, so the father has the right to annul that vow. He could annul that vow. The father has the right to annul that vow. That comes from the verse, Binurea Beis Avia. And it's there to tell you not just with regards to that, the Gemara suggests, uh, but it merely, really, it includes Kol Shevach Avia. All prophets, not just the vow, is under his jurisdiction, the father's jurisdiction, but also all prophets, all gains, are given to the father, including the humiliation, depreciation that happened to her also goes to the father. The Gemara says, wait a minute, can we really say that? Rav says there's another, in a different aspect, the father has jurisdiction over his daughter. What's that case? That, that's a case where the fact that the father has the right uh, to sell his daughter as a maidservant uh, until the age of 12. Um, and that he basically receives uh, her work, he gets payment for her work. He receives that. How do we know that? Uh, just like a maidservant, uh, because it says that uh, the, the verse connects in the one from one word to the next, the daughter to his maidservant. Just like a maidservant, her work goes to the master, so too, if the daughter, sorry, what we're discussing here is that any money that the daughter makes, it goes to the father. It goes to the father. Again, we're talking about a girl between the age of, up to the age of 12 and a half. Um, or really 12, I apologize. In this case, it's 12. That anything that she makes, it goes to the father. Just like for a maidservant, anything that she makes goes to her master. So too, anything that this girl makes uh, and, and uh, makes money from, it, it, it's given to her father. How do we, And so it's learned out from this verse. So the Gemara asks, why do I need this verse? We already had, you just told me. Anything that she makes, she go to the father. So why do I need this verse? Why is it necessary to have a separate verse with regards to how much she makes for the work that, that she does? So the Gemara says, we cannot, must be, that we cannot learn out from that verse. We cannot learn out from the verse, when it comes to vows. Why not? That is something which is limited to to annulling of her vows. We cannot extrapolate. It's not true. We cannot extrapolate from the annulment of vows to monetary issues. Uh, there's there, we can learn out from from money issues to money issues, but when it comes to annulment of her vows, we cannot then learn out to monetary issues. There's certain, uh, even though in general the Gemara oftentimes learns from one area of law to another area of law, but within certain broader categories, we cannot learn out one from the other. So when we cannot learn the laws of the jurisdiction of the father when it comes to the annulment of the vows to monetary issues. So says the Gemara, "Vechitem anelaf minei." Why don't we, in fact, learn from the case of annulment of vows? Because, 
because we cannot learn out from laws dealing with what's allowed and not allowed. Isr veheter, that cannot teach us with regards to monetary issues. These are two separate categories. The Gemara then says, ah, vechitela neilf miknasa, why can't we learn it out from the knas? We know that the knas, the fine of 50 shekel, is given to the father. Why can't we say, ah, must be also monetary issues are given to the father? Same idea. Mamona miknasa leofinan. Knas is one category of law. A payment for for damage is a separate pay, is a separate category. We cannot learn from kanas from fines to monetary payments. So in the end of the day, in the end of the day, what is the source? Why does it? Why is it given to the father? Again, we're dealing with the humiliation and depreciation uh, that she received is given to the father because really the father has the option if he wants to also humiliate and lower her value. Because he has, under his jurisdiction, he can marry her off. One of the things that she could do, he could do is to marry her off. And he can marry her off to anybody, technically. Not that we say that he should, but technically, he can marry her off to somebody who is repulsive, if he wanted to. So the humiliation depreciation is really under his jurisdiction. It's under his control. And so therefore, the money is given to him. Now, it's important to point out that the Rambam in the end of the day does not say that this is the source. He says in the end of the day, Maimonides says, it's really from the verse Binurah Beisavia. For all these issues, essentially once we come to the conclusion that really for all, there's lots of different things that the father has jurisdiction over his daughter who's between the ages of when she's born until 12, 12 and a half, that all this is, is, is all part of a similar idea. Essentially the fact that his father can marry off the daughter, the fact that the father... Uh, could sell his daughter, the fact that the father receives payment for her work, the fact that he can annul her vows, the fact that the humiliation depreciation is given to, to him, for all these things, it's really part of a, of a broader conceptual idea of the fact that the father has jurisdiction over his daughter, uh, who is a minor. Okay, that concludes that part, that, that part of the Gemara. Now the Gemara, we have a little bit more left until the next Mishnah, the Gemara discusses the Pagam, the depreciation. We mentioned in the Mishnah, how do we evaluate the depreciation? We see how much, not that we actually sell her, we don't sell her, but we see how much is her value if she would be sold in the marketplace before uh, this act took place versus after. So the Gemara says, Hey, Chisham, How do we assess this? So, Amar Avod Yishmuel, Omdim Kamadam, Rotzilitein, Ben Shifcha, Besul, Shifcha, Beula, Lishamsha. We see how much would a person pay to have a girl who's again of this age, whether she's a virgin or not a virgin, serve him. How much would, he pay, well, how much would a person pay in the market for this girl to serve him versus not serve him? So the Gemara says, wait a minute, what, what does one have to do with the other? Whether she's a virgin or not a virgin, what does it have to do with her serving him? It, it, it doesn't play a factor in her serving him. It has nothing to do with it. Uh, so why, why, would we, why would we figure out what, the, what her market value price would be for, for serving him? So, no, it has to do with getting married. How much would a person pay uh, to have her marry his servant? To pay to marry, whether she is a virgin or not a virgin. So the Gemara says, I understand. What does he care? How much, whether she's a virgin or not a virgin with regards to marrying her off to her slave, to his slave? He doesn't care. It's his slave. It's not him. So the Gemara answers, no. It's to him. Uh, how much would a person pay for his slave who, whom he, he likes uh, and wants to make sure that uh, he marries somebody, the slave marries somebody that's uh, right for him? So then, how do, would we evaluate in a marriage? Essentially, the, the point is, 
if she were to get married, if we could put a market price on if she were to get married, how much was she worth before this took place? How much would the market quote unquote pay for her? Again, none of this is actually taking place, but how much would they quote unquote pay for her before the marriage, before this happened versus after it happened? That's how we evaluate her depreciation in value. Okay, this concludes this Gemara to the Mishnah. And in our next last class of the Daf, we will discuss the last Mishnah of this page.